You're listening to Chris Scott on FM 105, Down Community Radio. FM 105, your station, your voice, in the heart of Downpatrick. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Welcome along to the Chris Scott Show on FM 105 Down Community Radio. Stay with me for the next hour and thank you for lending me your ears. A big rock classic there from what, all the way back in 1985, starting off tonight's show. And that was Survivor and Burning Heart, which, if you remember, was on the soundtrack of Rocky IV. A really great training song. And the reason it was first on the airwaves tonight is that I am in conversation with a Killalai lady, a mother, a grandmother, who at the age of 54 trains four days a week, with weights uh, and only after five years only after five years uh, in the sport of powerlifting she recently set a new British Masters record for the squat with a whopping 125.5 kilograms in the M2 class and that was at the British Masters Powerlifting Championship held at the Hilton Belfast Temple Patrick Hotel back in June and yes she is now about to represent Great Britain in the world powerlifting competitions in Canada she is one determined lady with a candy attitude and a undoubtedly an inspiration to others so do stay tuned in to listen to Karen and towards the end of the programme tonight we'll be joined by the Castle Welland studio players who are back again on the stage with the second episode of Ice Cubes and Lettuce and that's been written by Mark Asante and do stay tuned in for that folks and just before I speak to Karen Burns on the programme tonight uh, I'm going to play another rock classic which I know she trains to as well and that's Crazy Crazy Nights by Kiss it's FM 105 Down Community Radio Chatting with Chris on FM 105 Down Community Radio. Your station, your voice. I was looking back through one of the old Belfast telegraphs from May 1961, and it just shows you the attitude in those days. That Scores of young people were queuing up to join the Belfast weightlifting clubs, and many were girls. And Eddie McElwain, who is no longer with us, made the comment that the weaker sex is muscling in on a sport long sacred to men. But wow, haven't things changed? I want to tell you a story. I was in Killalay one day. I was walking. Uh, I was speaking to a friend of mine uh, along the front, uh, and a lady walked past, and, and my friend said, hey, "Do you know who that is?" He said, "No, that's Karen Burns, and she's one of our world-leading powerlifters." And I turned around and looked at this lady walking past, and went, I don't, "Are you sure?" In front of me tonight, I have Karen Burns. Karen, welcome to the program FM One Hundred Five Down Community Radio. Thank you. Please be here. Brilliant, Karen. I I just look at you and go. You are a world-leading powerlifter, uh, and you're nodding, yeah. So, listen, this is an amazing story. I, I hadn't been in the area that long, so I hadn't heard of you, and, and, and uh, I know you've made the headlines in, in local papers and things. Karen, tell me very recently what has just happened. I have just competed in a powerlifting competition. Uh, it was the British Masters 2022 and was hosted in Belfast by Northern Ireland Powerlifting Federation. Yeah, and you're being very modest because in your, um, I don't know what you call it, so you're, you're, you're all in categories, isn't that right? Yes, we have weight categories. Um, they started at 47, 52, 57 and then so on, 63. Um, we're also classed as Masters 1 and Masters 2, so that's age categories. And I'm so lucky to be in Masters 2, which is my age of 54. Wow. And you don't, you know, you, you wouldn't, you, you never tell a lady your age, but I wouldn't, I would have no clue, wouldn't know where to, where to place you. So you're categorised, first of all, in these competitions by age, uh, and then a weight, uh, allegedly, is that how it works? Yes, that's how it works. So I compete as an M2 Masters, and my weight category is 57 kilo. 
Now, I deal in old money still, so 57 kilos to me is like, whenever I do my Google search, it's 8.9. So, so you're, you're, you're under 9 stone. Now, you, you're under 9 stone, but tell us what record you just broke and what you actually lifted. Well, I have now got myself, which was already mine, but I beat it by 0.5 of a kilo. I squat 125.5, which is a new British Masters record. That is, uh, that's amazing. And for anyone out there who doesn't know what that is, that's almost 20 stone. Now, you, you, you do other things, but we'll, come, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about all how competitions and things work. But I, I know you, you, you have other bits and pieces there. You, you've done a bench as well of 65, I think. Yeah, my bench press. Now, I myself would call that my weakest lift. But again, it's over body weight. I'm only 57 kilo and I bench press 65 kilo. And there, there's another lift as well, the deadlift. Yeah, I deadlift and I use what's called a sumo stance style. And for me, is my favourite lift. So at 57 kilo body weight, I sumo lifted 160 kilo. 25 stone plus. That's incredible. Now, I'm going to take you back. So, you know, you're, you're um, 54, 54 years of age. You were born and reared in Kalalai here. Uh, and look at where you are in the world. But... What's the journey been like, I mean, from childhood to here? Is that something you started as a child? No, I was always sporty, but um, I liked to go to the gym. It was like cardio that I would have done initially. But then I got into powerlifting when I was 49 years old. (laughs) So you're talking like five years ago? Yes. You had never lifted weights or anything like that really before? No, it was all cardio in the gym. That's all that I'd done. Walking, cardio. That was it. So was this something just to keep fit? I mean, whenever you started it off, I mean, you you probably never foreseen where you were going to go with things. You know, what was your intention at the very start? My intention going to the gym was just to get an hour away from the house, from chores, from work, and just have an hour to myself. Now, we're talking about work. So, I mean, maybe you don't want to say, but you work in an office possibly, nine to five? I do. I am a legal secretary and I work nine to five. You know, it's a total contrast from your day job to what you're actually doing, you know, all this training regime and so on. So going back to when you started this, how did it then develop? I went to a gym. I started lifting weights, got interested. Um, I had four months to prepare for my first competition, which again was run by Northern Ireland Powerlifting Federation. I did that competition and got a 67 and a half kilo squat. 40 kilo bench and a 90 kilo deadlift and I thought I was awesome. So those weights that you were lifting at that stage now you've said 67 and a half like that's now up to 125 but whenever you look back five years ago where were you in comparison with everyone else around you at that stage? At the bottom at the bottom I mean my first British Masters I was I just went to compete I didn't even count but I just was persistent and kept I can do this I can do anything I want so is it something that you just you start off and then you join the NIPF? You know, how did all that come about then? So you cannot compete in uh, um, an NIPF powerlifting uh, competition unless you're a member of that, that federation. And this is how I have progressed. Um, joined NIPF five years ago, done quite a few NIPF competitions. And then when I did a British Masters, that's where I get recognised I think it was two years later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Right, okay. So you get up in the morning, and, and like everybody else, and you're a legal secretary, you work in the legal department, wherever you are, I work as well. So you get up in the morning, you have your breakfast, and you go to work. Where did that change then? Because you weren't just going to go on to a, a stage to lift weights in front of people and have no backup and not know what you're doing, not know what you're eating, not knowing about how to avoid injury. How, how does all that come about then? So I've got an amazing coach, Aaron Kelly, his gym's Unified Fitness, and it is amazing. He has directed me, and I have. it's the fact that he has so much belief in me. And he is so knowledgeable in what he does. And he is the person that has got me to where I am today. So a typical regime then, you know, you're now on top of the world. And I, and I think I'm right in saying, now that you've won the British heats then, you're going to be flying elsewhere in the world to take part in the, the next level? Yes, so I'm going to, 11 weeks time, I'll be flying to Canada right. to compete in the world powerlifting uh, competition for Great Britain. That's that's on that's incredible, but but going back to your daily routine, we'll come back to all that because there's so much so much interest in us here. You get up in the mornings now. You don't have your berries and porridge, probably. I don't know how. How do, do is your whole life consumed with us? You know, do you have certain things you can eat, certain things to avoid? You're shaking your head. I find that surprising. Tell us a wee bit about that. Yeah, I do have. Um, my coach keeps me right in regards to my calorie intake, but. Yes, I can still have my donuts and I can still have my treats. But yeah, you know, as long as I focus on proteins and carbs to train, I'm, I'm good with that. Wow. Y- y- your own body definition then, you know, five years ago, you, I take it you've noticed a massive difference? Yeah, I wouldn't say I was never a big person. Uh, yes, I've probably lost about a stone and a half, but I actually feel better and this powerlifting, it's not about how you look. It's its a more, men, it's got me in a better mental yeah. place. Yeah. And it's all, a, it's a, powerlifting is, it's a big family and everybody is so supportive. And that's why I love this sport. It's, yes, we do compete, but we're always there encouraging and wanting that, everybody to do very well you're listening to chris scott on fm 105 down community radio karen all over the news these days you know commonwealth olympics and so on drugs is always a big thing that seems to come out whether it's intentional or it's being taken through a a, a legal drug which contains something that isn't how does that stand with you and your sport then with with drug taking well our federation northern Ireland parliament federation um is Drug, you can be drug tested at any time, so you have to advise where you work, where you train, so that they can come and you can be drug tested at any time. So drug enhancing, you know, and drugs are taken at swimming sport to enhance that. Um, where does that sort of, do you know where that line comes in with all these protein shakes and are those okay? I mean, those sort of things are okay. Oh, your protein shakes, if you buy them from a, a, a good source, I, I do. And before I would take anything, I always run it past Aaron yeah. and he always would check things out. So you just really have to be careful then, Karen. I mean, I I personally, I'm, I'm the sort of person probably like, I don't, if I have a, I don't, really thank goodness don't know what a headache is and i just don't like medication that's just me um you know do you find that well i don't take any medication at all yeah um not just because i'm my powerlifting 
but I just don't take it. I find at our, our age in life, right, you're, you're sort of maybe midlife. I don't know where we are now, what the new what the new 50 might be, the new 30, you know, I don't know what it is. But when I get up in the mornings, yes, I know I'm sort of that age until I get stretched and get out there. And there's maybe a wee niggle in life now. But do you find with all this, what you're involved in, that you don't even think about age, it doesn't matter? Age doesn't matter at all. Not a, not at, at all. Because at the end of the day, it's only a number. You're capable of doing anything, in my opinion. Broadcasting live across Downpatrick and beyond. You're listening to your local station. This is FM 105. If you just tuned into the show tonight, then welcome along. It's the Chris Scott Show here, and I'm in conversation tonight with British Masters powerlifting champion Karen Burns from Killalay in County Down. Chatting with Chris on FM 105 Down Community Radio. Your station, your voice. Kurt, you're heading over, so you're, you're from Northern Ireland. Are there many other people in Northern Ireland heading over to the world? Yeah, there's myself, George Miller and Libby Blur, and the rest of the team will be from mainland UK. So whenever you get there, I mean, we're talking about the worlds. Are we talking people from every country in the world going to be there? It'll be lots of countries. There'll be America, France, Sweden, Norway, Holland. Yeah, all from around the world. Is there any country that sort of is up there that you know to keep an eye on, or is it is that not even come into the equation? Well, I don't think that's my job. I think that's Aaron's job. <laughs> I do not look at what anybody else is doing. At the end of the day, it's all of, about what I can do. It's good ethos, but that's still a competition, of course. You've been there before, though, at that level, haven't you? Yes, I was there in September twenty twenty one, where I competed in Sweden and ended up finishing second place in the world. That is unbelievable. In your age? Um, age and weight category. So you're still in the M2 category, and what age groups does that encompass? Huh? That is from age 50 to 59. You know, are there older people than you even doing this as well? Yes, and they after 59, then you go into what's called a Masters 3 category. Wow. And there's Masters 4 lifters, believe it or not. So, you know, the world's coming up. So you, you have a train regime. I'm going back to trend again, because I was asking about that before. So there is things that you have to watch what you're eating and, and, and you work to, to some sort of regime, of course. In relation to the physical bit of it then, we've had COVID. So you've been going to training in, in a gym scenario or, at, you know, on the, on the one-to-one. I now, I'm going to tell people, I'm sitting in your front room now, and this looks to me like a gym. Now, I'm not, and, and, and it looks class. Um, the fireplace, there's no coal in it, but there's certainly weights sitting about. You have a um, bench, you have weights, you have some sort of machine that I've never seen in my life, and you can tell I don't use them. And you've got a pull-up bar as well. And this is in your own living room. How's all this come about? Well, when COVID kicked in, I just knew that I had to do something. So I took my equipment from the gym, brought it home and then gathered um, all the rest of the equipment over COVID. And it's still here. So whenever you were, so say COVID was on. Um, I mean, it, it's brilliant because, you know, I know with the programme, we, we couldn't go in and do it live, so we have to send it in. Your trainer, you could, probably couldn't meet them. So how did, you, how did all that work? Zoom, which was very difficult because he was sitting on a Zoom call while I was lifting the plates on and off. Right. In a situation where you're in a gym, he's helping you to do that. Yeah. Okay. So I had to do it myself. Yeah. Did you have to find you were more disciplined? 
Um, and the reason I'm asking that because you're in your own home. So, yeah, it'd be easy to up down to the garage and do this, do that, and do the other thing, get distracted. No, because we had times right. for training. Okay. Times, a lot of times. So I knew what time I was training at. And no. So your regime takes in, I think you said, was it something like Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday and Saturday? Yes. Right. So give me, today's Saturday when we're recording this, so give me, is this a good day to talk about? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So what did you do today? So today I had to do squats, bench and deadlift. This is a, this would, I would say would be my hardest day because I have to do the three disciplines. Um, so today I did five sets of seven squats at 74 kilo, five sets of seven bench at 43 kilo and five sets of four zumo deadlift at 99 kilo which is well below what you can actually do of course of course because you're this is this is the first week of my program leading up to worlds yeah so that that, that makes sense and then your coach will then send you know you showed me your phone and you have like an app then for each day yeah, so Aaron sends, has an app that uh, sends me my program for the four days so I know what has to be done. I, do, I now do this myself, but I am, it's, I've just got into a habit. We don't always be motivated, but it's a habit. And I just am consistent and just do the training. So outside of this, you know, I'm sure anybody out there who, who gets involved in things and they get totally consumed in it, do you actually have a life outside of this? Most well, certainly do. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So tonight I'm going to the Dufferin for some steak and chips. Yeah. So yeah, I do. Uh, again, I have friends that I go walking with. Yeah, I just, you can make time. You know, I train four times a week because I'm doing this competition, but you can do this as, what, as however many times you want. It doesn't have to be this competitive for you. Yeah. And you know that's a big thing that I notice if if you go onto your social media and you, and you're not shy, you know you're out there, you're you're you're, you're pushing it out. Though you're very modest, I must say, you know that's you know you are modest. But there, there's a lot of motivational words on your Instagram, on social media, and and you're like, I can see that bond with other people, but it's nearly a big encouragement to others as well. And I think, and and probably females you'll be targeting as well and say, look, just get up and do it. You can do this. It doesn't matter what your genre is, what, what's out there. You can do this. Look at what I've done. I don't think it's, I think a lot of social media is in regards to how you look, but it's not how you look. I think it's more in regards to how you feel. If you're mentally in the right place, then you've got everything. That's my, my view. And my view is if you really want to do something, you can have it. You can do it. I always say to myself, there ain't nothing I cannot do, there ain't nothing I cannot be, and there ain't nothing I cannot have. It's that simple. And what, what a brilliant way to look at things. You know, I was looking at you training, and you just have your glasses on your front room, and there you go. Whoa, where you go? You know, that's, it's just you. You know, you're not, there's no errors and graces. That's it. Just get stuck in. This is where I want to be. Isn't that right? Yeah, again, it's just, just be real. You know, I have three granddaughters, and I want them to grow up and not be worried about how they look. Be worried about how you feel and how you treat other people. Be good, get good. You, you know, to look at you, and this has come through, whenever I look back in the history of these things, you go way back to the 1890s and older people were making the headlines and some lady had lifted a bell above her head. So, do you know, it's always been there, these sort of things. And, and, and men have sort of went, no, ladies can't do that sort of thing. But what I noticed, and way back, even in the 50s in Liverpool, there was a lady there who was um, doing a lot of weightlifting, slightly different, but the, the same sort of lines. But she was also a finalist in the Miss GB 
even though you may disagree with those sort of competitions. So th- these ladies were, were like powerlifting and weightlifting, but they were also beautiful as well. So there, there were two sides to the, to, to the, the coin there. Again, it's each individual in regards to how, th- how they want to feel. Again, I just think girls are trying to live up to something that they're not. Just be real. Be yourself. It doesn't matter what you look like. So coming back then to the competition, so the one that you had up in the Hilton, and I think it was in Temple Patrick, wasn't it? Yeah. So there, there's words like spotters and loaders and all that. So, you know, behind the scenes, what goes on? Well, I've never really done that because I don't get the time to do it, which I really should be doing for NIPF. Sorry. But so they're there for the safety of the lifters. Just in case, you just don't know what happens. So if you don't make a lift, these guys are absolutely awesome. They will get that bar off you. You yeah. just stay with it and they lift it. Do you know, whenever you're, there are people watching you, you're, you're obviously aware of that because in your gym, you're on your own, maybe with your trainer. Is that off-putting? Definitely not. To be honest, I could not tell you anyone facing the crowd. You're just so focused on what you have to go out to do. I actually couldn't tell you who actually were the judges on the day. Yeah, okay. So when you get up that morning, you, you do know here the time of a competition, don't you? I mean, it runs fairly, it's fairly well organised. So you do know, say, at three o'clock, I will be doing that. Yeah, so the agenda, you always have a lifting agenda and you will, I wait in at eight o'clock. I knew I was going to be lifting at 10 o'clock. So yes, when you go to these competitions, it's all set out of when you weigh in and when you lift. Yeah, got you. So, you know, 10 minutes in before you're going out there, what, what, what are you starting to feel? Nervous, but excited as well. Because um, you know you've put the work in, so you know you can do it. So just do what you do every day in a gym. You step out there and you're ready to go. So you're doing your, well, I was watching to doing the, um, the squat one. So how many goes do you get at it? Is that a silly question? You know, once you put your hands on that bar, is that it? You must go with it or... If you maybe slip us slightly, do they give you another chance? What What's the rules? So you go out and you have the weight that you say you're going to lift. You go out, you get a chance to squat that. You make that lift, then that's good. So the next time you go out, they'll put heavier on. If you don't make that lift, then you get another go. Mm-hmm. So you get three squats, three bench and three deadlifts. So you've always got a chance to, it happens you know, in competition where you miss a lift and you have to go out and just just repeat what you've missed and you'll get it. So you broke the record, the British record, or you set, you've set a new British record, 125.5, but can you actually lift more at home now? So, yeah, I've done 130 kilo squat at home. I've actually done 168 kilo deadlift. So, yeah. So why not on that day then? And that may seem a bit, but, you know, how do you build? So maybe I missed something there, but do you? What did you start with that day when before you broke the world, the, the British record? Then? So you you weigh at eight, then you know you're lifting at ten. So my coach has it worked out. You know you don't just go in and lift that weight. You've got to do prepare yourself for that. So the last weight I lifted before I went out onto the platform was 110 kilo. Right. So I had warmed up with the bar 20 kilo, jumped to 50 kilo. 70 kilo so that's how you do it just work up and and do you know so he'll be given an man who's been there before you and what they have done is that how it works and then he says right we're going to go for the 125 now so and then he 
obviously will be watching it. He was there that day. So he was the ones that made the decisions in regards to what I lifted on the day. 115 kilo move well. So we put it for the next lift. He put five kilo on again, moved well. So the 125 kilo was my record. So he just chipped it, which you're allowed to do. And I got the 125.5. Well done. That's amazing. That that puts hers in the back of my mag because I couldn't lift that. (laughs) But you never say never, of course. Don't be afraid to be a beginner. That's what I say. The other big thing that you must fear, and I know having a, a, a guy in sport at a high level as well, were injuries, picking up injuries. Well, at my age, obviously we're going to pick up injuries. <laughs> Again, yeah, I had a, I did the competition in December, and on the Sunday I dropped a 20 kilo plate on my foot and fractured one of my metatarsals. But again, iron, we worked around it, and... We got there. Do, do you do you also, you know, a lot of sports people go for sports massages or they jump into cold baths and things of you. Do you do things like that? Yeah, I do. I have a guy that I go to in Newcastle at the end of every block of training just for manipulations and just to keep myself right. After a major competition, what do you actually do then? I mean, you go, go get changed and go home. It's, it's not really like that, is it? Definitely not. Go and celebrate <laughs> regardless. Have some lovely food and drinks and whatever. Yes. I, again, personally, I'm not a drinker, so I just go with everybody else and we have a great time. Now, you're going to represent Great Britain, and this is something I've come up, up before in some other sports. The governing bodies uh, within sport, I'm not going to criticise them openly in air, but there's nothing there for you. And I mean, financially, are you finding that within the uh, powerlifting champions as well? Yeah, Um Powerlifting is a self-funded sport, so I do have to fund myself in regards to this. I don't smoke, I don't drink, so I'm happy enough to to fund it and I enjoy it. But I do believe that it is an upcoming sport and I think there should be more funding made available for the likes of, you know, people like myself who do represent the country. But we have to fund it all ourselves. Whenever you go to Canada, you're booking your own tickets, you're booking your own hotel, you, you have to provide your own food. Um, and I would assume as well, Karen, that you're you're not just going to fly to Canada or the other side of the world and come back the next day. It doesn't work like that. No, I mean, I'm going to have to be out in Canada three or four days before I lift. And then I will stay and watch the rest of the, the team lift. Um, I'll probably be there for 10 days. Listen, I, I, I'm going to wish you all the best. I know you're. I I know just talking to you, you're so determined, but you're still very modest. Do you know what I mean? It's it's just hard to place you where you are. But what an achievement! And I really mean congratulations because this is something I knew absolutely nothing about. Can I also say to you, which I love about you, your music. See when you're training, you you're, you've got Brad Adams on, you've got Tears for Fears on. You, you know we are the same age group. <laughs> well, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah. My neighbours love my music. They've actually told me that. Yeah. Believe it or not, yeah, just you need to have the music loud when you're lifting heavy. Listen, I, I, I'm going to wish you all the best. And, and can I say, you, you have so many wee quips out there and so many wee motivating things, but I, I think the best one is Saturday night at my kind of bar. I think you'd, you'd made that representation to the bars that you have in the room here, not the local bars. No, yeah, my kind of bar is a powerlifting bar. Brilliant. Well, I'm going to say to you, never let the fear of failure hold you back. Never. That will not happen. Brilliant, Karen. Thank you so much. Thanks, Chris. Chatting with Chris on FM 105 Down Community Radio. Your station, your voice.
Well, what did you think of that? That's an absolute inspiration to anyone of any age. Yes, you can do it when you apply yourself. Karen Burns are from Killalay, our very own powerlifting champion, who recently set a new British Masters record and she'll be flying off to Canada later on this year to compete in the World Masters. Good luck, Karen, and thank you again for giving up your time to speak to me on the show tonight. We'll catch up with you, no doubt, on your return from Canada. If you're having a look at Karen's Instagram account and have a look at her in training, then you're going to have this Canadian pumping it out in the background. It's Brad Adams and Heaven. So we'll dedicate this one especially to Karen and her family. You're listening to Chris Scott on FM 105, Down Community Radio. Brian Adams there from 1985, yes, 1985, believe it or not, peaked at number 38 in the UK charts with that classic heaven. So that's almost it for tonight, folks. Well, almost. I'm going to welcome onto the show, onto the stage, my friends from the Castle Welland Studio Players, and they're performing episode two of Ice Cubes and Lettuce, written by Mark Asante. Brilliant stuff produced by brilliant local talents. So until we meet again, stay tuned to FM 105 Down Community Radio. Your station, your voice. Stay safe, folks. Broadcasting live across Downpatrick and beyond. You're listening to your local station. This is FM 105. Ice cubes and lettuce. A comedy of grand proportions and even grander portions. Written by Marco Santi and performed by Castle Wayne Studio Players. Episode 2, Ice Cubes and Lettuce. So, here we are again, back where we left off, fretting that our friend could well have met our maker. We still had Megan on the other end of the phone, wondering what was going on. The others were now closely inspecting Teresa, looking for signs of life, when suddenly, out of nowhere, Diane lands a hefty slap right across Teresa's cheek. Ow! What was that for, Diane? Sorry, sorry, I wasn't sure how else to wake you up. You were out cold. Yeah. Not surprising, though, is it, seeing as some malicious hellion has had me up since 4am and then made me do two hours of absolute torture with somebody called Velvet. What's happening over there? It's okay. We just thought Teresa was dead, but she's just a heavy sleeper. More like an overweight comatose. Well, it's funny you should mention dead because... Do you remember the barman from the Boom Room Club who committed suicide in Bali? Who? You know the one. He looked like Robert Pattinson. Oh yeah, Jack someone or other. Maguire. He jumped from a cliff. That's him. Well, apparently, two weeks ago he was spotted in Waterford working in a hotel. And how is that possible, Megan? I don't know. But he was seen by his old boss, who told Robbie Lynch, she told Michelle from the salon, and once the salon gets hold of news, you know it must be true. Oh yeah, must be. You may recall I said she wasn't that bright. Did anyone think of telling the police? Or his wife? I don't think his wife gives two hints. People are calling it life after death. 
apparently in China, life after death is a rebirth of your soul. Creepy. But anyway, ladies, I was thinking about my Hindu and thought what an idea it would be to go to Waterford and try and hunt him out. But also because I figured it would be great to visit one of the oldest towns in the country. Steeped in history, it is. And it's not too small a place that it wouldn't have a few decent bars. Are you being serious? Of course I am. Why? I am not going on a Hindu only to find myself traipsing around looking for a bloke that's dead. Yes, but Diane, that's the point. He isn't dead. Plus, if we can catch this Jack guy, there's a legendary reward which I figured would help towards the wedding. What? So hold on, Maggie. Don't call me that. Sorry, Megan. Let me get this straight. You want us to go on your hendo for a weekend to Waterford to look for a guy who killed himself roughly five years ago. And if by some small chance we do find him, the reward money is going to be used on your wedding. Is that about the height of it? Spot on. Unbelievable. Think about it, ladies. How does anyone actually know he's even dead? What are you on about, Megan? There were witnesses when he jumped. Were there? Uh, yes, it was Club Med. More witnesses than Jehovah. Well, Robbie says they found no record of a burial or funeral at the cemetery listed on the death certificate and no details of the death anywhere, in fact. It's all just hearsay. And besides, I already said that I like the idea of Waterford for more than just ghost hunting. Think of the history we could soak up. I'd rather soak up some sun. How about Marbella? Too many poses. One's enough. Meaning? Canary Islands? Nope. Too hot. New York? Too busy. Ugh, this is like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Okay, so Waterford it is then. Class. I look into hotels that do health retreats. I'm really keen to start a Paleolithic diet, so I look for one of them. Appeal what? Ugh, never mind. I'll explain if I find one and get back to you. Goodbye, ladies. Meanwhile, back in my little corner of the world, I was in the coffee shop and Wayne had made his way to my van. He let himself in, not realising that my mother-in-law was in the back. He put his seatbelt on, he put his phone on a charging cable, and then proceeded to let out some very loud and lengthy flatulence. Naturally, Phyllis wanted some fresh air, so she opened her door, which in turn surprised Wayne, but he was a little bit too embarrassed to say anything. Luckily for him, I turned up just in time. All right, mate? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. You sure? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, cool. Here you go, Phyllis. Egg, cheese and onion. Whew, what a combination. I can already start to smell it. Now, the one thing I didn't mention is that Phyllis has a condition called aphonia, and she cannot speak, so we use sign language to communicate. Phyllis basically told me that it wasn't her sandwich I could smell. Seriously? Did you wait to get in the car before letting it go? I couldn't help it, could I? I had Vindaloo last night, and I didn't know she was in the van, or else I would have held it in. Not that that's the best advice, but your mother-in-law is frightening most of the time. So I'm hardly going to annoy her on purpose, am I? And bring out the Cruella in her and get one of them death stirs that she gives. What is she even doing here anyway? 
Lurking in the shadows like a vampire. You do know she can hear you, right? What do you mean? What's with the signing then? She can't speak, Wayne, so she signs. But there is nothing wrong with her hearing, mate. In fact, I'm dropping off in a minute to collect her voice aid. All right, okay. Uh, I think I'll just walk. See you at the office. As you can imagine, uh, Wayne was more than a little embarrassed. Phyllis found the whole thing quite amusing, apart from the smell. So, off we went to her appointment. So, Phyllis, we're going to swap you from this speech aid you've been using to this new and improved version. The solo tone you had doesn't allow for speech fluctuation, unlike this acutone. I'll let you have a try so you can hear the difference and get used to using the new one. So, using your old one, read these cards out for me. Is it okay if I record you for monitoring purposes? I have a phonia. This means I have difficulty speaking. Please be patient with me. Thank you. Okay, good. Now try the same speech, but with this new device. Can I just speak freely and not use the cards? I feel it will help to give me variation in my speech pattern. Yes, of course, Phyllis. Go ahead. Hello, my name is Phyllis Marlin. I have a condition called aphasia. This means I can't produce sounds from my mouth without this aid. It does not mean I am disabled. I can do everything except speak. I am not deaf and certainly not dumb. So remember, just because someone can't speak doesn't mean that they can't hear you, dimwit. Oh. No, that wasn't directed at you. But would you mind sending me that recording, please? And I love this new device. Phyllis was clearly happy with her new device. She kept sending everyone voice notes just to prove it. She even asked me for Wayne's number. I didn't think anything of it at the time. I guess in hindsight, I probably should have. The ladies and I were having a post-boot camp brunch. Rona is feeling much better and has joined us too. We are, of course, waiting on Megan to arrive. That one would be late to her own funeral. I don't know how she used to be a beautician. I know. It makes you wonder, doesn't it? Maybe that's why she closed up. Nope, she closed up because she's marrying into money, so why should she? Shh, here she is. Sorry I'm late, ladies. You can blame DPD. Told me they'd be at my house between 7 and 10. The old fool turned up at 11.20, like WTF. You can often complain if it disrupts your day, you know. Was it important? Yep, vitally. What was it, sis? Six bottles of tan and a washable mitt. Lord, please save me. Nope, no claim there. But in fairness, they do have to amend their schedule sometimes because of delays. Yeah, well, I was delayed. I told him, I said, I've had to miss my first morning of boot camp and now I'm running late to meet my sister and my friend, so I'd like an apology, please. You know what he said? Do one? No. Shove it where the sun doesn't shine? Oh, no. Disgusting. No. 
He said, It was out of my control. There was a zebra walking down the A50 dual carriageway causing major delays. What? What did you say? Well, what could I say, Selena? If there was a zebra on the road, then there was a zebra on the road. He could hardly get out of his van and lift it onto a field now, could he? So I said, whatever, and just shut the door. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Your nearest zoo is 40 miles in one way and flipping Dublin the other. He tells you there was a zebra in the road and you believed him. Why wouldn't I? A zebra? Yeah. Not a horse? No. A donkey even? He said a zebra, Diane. Are you sick or something? Ladies, I rest my case. Right. If you've quite finished, I can order now, can I? Excuse me, waiter. Hi. Are you ready to order? Please. So, um, I've never been in here before, my cousin's suggestion. And the menu is interesting. But I'm getting married in 29 weeks, so I'm watching what I eat. She can't have gluten. Or dairy. And she's having a cleanse. Puking up your guts will do it. What? Yeah, and don't forget your paleothicky. Paleolithic, yes. But that hasn't started yet. Currently, I'm on the keto diet. So, what do you suggest? Uh, how about air and water? Are you trying to be funny? Sorry, no, just a wee joke. <laughs> okay, uh, how about a BLT without the bread? That will do. And I'll take the water, no ice. And will that be all? Yeah, the rest of us have ordered, thanks. Okay, I'll be back with your drinks in a sec. Well, she won't be getting a tip. Nothing new there, then. Bet we won't be treated like that in Waterford. Hang on, how have we gone from Arbea to New York to Waterford? Ugh, don't be starting this merry-go-round again. Waterford might not be that bad, actually. True, it's meant to be the oldest city in Ireland. A lot fewer posers than Marbella too. And New York. Flippin' yanks think they're just the bee's knees. No offence to your fella, Lorna. None taken. He does think he's the bee's knees. How is that waste of space boyfriend of yours? Still sponging off you, is he? That's a bit like the pot calling the kettle metal. Actually, it's calling the kettle black. Actually, that's called racist. But I don't know, maybe that's just me. How can I be a racist? I'm marrying a fella from Tipperary, aren't I? It's a long way to Tipperary. It's a long way to go. Clearly, my sister doesn't understand the concept of race. Bless. Anyway, we managed to have a nice brunch and went our separate ways. Lorna, poor soul, went to her house where the aforementioned Yank, Billy Bob, was asleep on his chair. It's a typical sight for her. Empties on the floor, leftover food containers, dirty laundry all over the place and even ketchup stains on the windows. The mind boggles. Billy! Damn, girl. You nearly gave me a heart attack. Really? Oh, I'll remember that next time. Thanks for the tip. (laughs) Real cute, yeah. You been back long? Long enough to get this place looking and smelling normal again. Not to mention the pile of laundry. Yeah, but I can't do laundry on account of me being, you know, 
colorblind. What are you on about? You're always going on about not mixing the colors, right? But us men, we only see six basic colors. I mean, peach? That ain't a color. That'd be a fruit. Just like pumpkin, that's goddamn orange. You want your orange top wash? Just say orange. Oh, shut up. You wouldn't wash my top regardless of the color. Maybe I would. Maybe I wouldn't. But if you'd have been home early, you'd have got more done, right? You really do blow my mind. Do you know that? Why, I thank you, darling. Where were you last night, anyway? I stayed at Kara's. I told you I was doing that because of the early start at the boot camp. Oh, yeah, that's right. That waste of money sheep herding exercise. A load of BS, if you ask me. Wasn't asking you. Well, at least you're back now. So, what's for dinner? What? I've just done the cleaning and the dishes, emptied the laundry and even washed the red sauce from the windows. And you want to know what's for dinner? Well, I ain't a mind reader. I got skills, but not that many skills. You're telling me only skill I can see is couch hopping? All right, all right. Ain't no need to get abusive. You know, people who fly off the handle like that says a lot about their character. Really? Well... I've been out all day and then come home to human pigsty and you sit there asking me to bring your dinner? What does that say about your character? Um, I'm a real patient guy. <laughs> I'm going to bed, idiot. So, back at our house, the two of us are in bed. No, not for that reason, gutter brain. I was getting ready to go to sleep. You know, applying my nightly creams as you do. Anthony was reading a book. Oh, I'm going to sleep well tonight. My thighs are still aching. I can only imagine even the most agile athletes feel the pinch when they've been out of the race for a little while. So, you're freaked. Do you have to cut out all the treats as well? Well, yeah, I guess. Megan sent through a meal plan too. <sighs> Keto diet, it's called. Low carb, high fat. So we can still eat fish, cheese, meat and stuff. Well, that's not too bad then. I thought they'd have you sucking ice cubes and munching lettuce for the next 12 weeks. No, Anthony. It's not that bad, you fool. But that would make for a great title to a radio play. Anyway, I'm all just about ready to place my head on the pillows and get some well-earned sleep when my phone rings. Oh no, it's Megan. I don't know if I have the energy. Don't answer it then. But what if she's in trouble? Well, answer it then. But what if she just... Will you just answer the phone? Hello, sis. You okay? I'm fine. I just can't sleep. I cannot wait for this retreat. Yeah, it'll be so much fun. I think my facial expression indicated differently. Yep. Mmm. Yum. <laughs> Selena, I am serious though, so TikTok. TikTok what? Get a regal on. Pick it. You want me to pick it? I thought you were picking it. No, actually, you're right. I best do it. If you want something done properly and all that. Which reminds me, 
Speaking of things being done properly, you're going to have to get a different colour of tan from the one you usually use. What do you mean? Your one is just too, um, natural looking. Isn't that a good thing? No, not really. Listen, there's a good chance that Hello or the Ulster Tatler might show up, and if that happens, I need us all looking like the ladies do on the cover of those magazines. But none of them ever look brown, always orange. I bet their bath water looks like a vat of iron brew. Well, so what? At least they make it on the cover of magazines. Did I mention my sister wasn't that bright? I'm going to have to get some new shapewear. Can't stand the idea of my bits being loose. Well, that's a lovely image for me to go to sleep with. Thanks, sis. Good night. And with that, I hung up on her and chucked my phone into the bedside drawer. Anthony was staring at me with this weird expression on his face. What are you staring at? I bet you wish you hadn't answered it now. I should have just voice noted her. What's the point of that? I have told you before, it's quicker, less hassle, and I get your point across with less confusion. Or a simple text message? There is only one thing simple about our Megan, and it's not a text message. Fair enough. Good night, you melt. Night night, you half-wit. And good night to you lot. Until next time. You're listening to Chris Scott on FM 105, Down Community Radio.